What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Hello, welcome to Politics by Faith. My name is Mike Slater. Thanks for being here. So we're going to give you a little segment from our TV show here on the first TV, now available on Direct TV which is pretty cool. The first TV.com. You can download the first TV app. And we did a special the other day on taxes, made a couple uh, introductory point, introductory points on taxes, how it'll never be enough. They'll always want more. It's not a taxing problem. It's a spending problem. They'll always come up with new ways to take your money. Inflation is a tax. We break that down. And then with all this, it'll never be enough for them. Yet they're never the greedy ones. You wanting to keep your money, you're the greedy one. But them wanting to take your money that you earned, that they had nothing to do with, yet they're not the greedy ones somehow. So we break all that down. Then we have Grover Norquist on to give us the lay of the land with taxes with Trump and then Biden today and then what's in the future. And then we talk with a, a great historian from Heritage Foundation. We talk about what the taxes, what was our founding father's philosophy towards taxing when they started our country. It's one thing to start a war over it, taxation without representation, but then they have to actually run a country and they're like, oh, what do we do? How did they do it without an income tax? Why did we start an income tax? Why did they have a uh, constitutional amendment to have an income tax? And then we talk about the future, which is the wealth tax, which is unconstitutional, but that won't stop them from trying. So we do all that, that's available on the special, but then we do a little mini politics by faith segment to wrap up and talked about one of my favorite arguments. Jesus is a socialist. Really? Enjoy. One of my favorite arguments that people on the left will make about taxes is that Jesus was a socialist. So if Jesus was a socialist, then he'd support higher taxes to help the poor. What? Jesus called for the government ownership over the means of production? What are you talking about? This is the now senator of Georgia, Raphael Warnock. He was a preacher in Atlanta. Here he is in 2016. If everybody will give their fair share, everybody can eat. You know, that's how the early church actually operated. The early church was a socialist church. I know you think that's an oxymoron, but, but the early church was much closer to socialism than to capitalism. Go back and read the Bible. I, I love to listen to evangelicals who stand on the Bible. Well, they had all things in common. They took everything. I'm just preaching the Bible. They, they took all of their things, and they had all things in common. But, but even the folk who say they just follow every word of the Bible, they, they're not about to do that. That's great. Uh, so he's referring to Acts 2.44. Uh, 
what it says, uh, and all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all uh, as any had need. Okay. So a couple of things. First, the Bible affirms private property because people sold what they possessed. They had it in the first place. And the Bible affirms private property from the very beginning, right? In Deuteronomy, it commands people not to move the landmarks. That means not to steal other people's land, right? We have private property with landmarks. Here's mine, here's yours. You can't move those and steal land from people. Socialism doesn't recognize private property at all. Second point, the Bible also makes a distinction between those who are unwilling to work and those who are unable to work. It says give freely to those who are unable, but never to those who are unwilling. It's quite clear. Paul's writing to the church of Thessalonica in 2 Thessalonians 3, and he's uh, warning the church against laziness. He's warning the church against those who refuse to work. And he says, I'm the example. Paul says, you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we did not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. And he goes on, he says, we hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy, they're busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. Sloth is a sin. Proverbs 19.15 says, laziness brings on deep sleep and the shiftless go hungry. That's in the Bible, Raphael. How about this one, Mr. Warnock? The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not gonna find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now, the truth. Uh, Proverbs uh, 6, 6 says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Continue, uh, consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like an armed man. That's in there, it's in the Bible, Raphael. Can you believe it? Now, of course, we are to take care of widows and orphans because they can't help themselves. But is that whose welfare is taken care of? Is that who welfare is taken care of right now? Widows and orphans, is that it? I don't think so. Could there be a better way to take care of just the widows and orphans, the unable as opposed to the unwilling, Raphael? The big point though that I wanna make is this was all done in the church. In the church. Listen, it's the old Nassim Tlaib line in Black Swan. He says, I am at the federal level. I love this formulation, this visual. He says, I'm at the federal level, I'm libertarian. At the state level, Republican. At the local level, Democrat. And at the family and friends level, a socialist. I love this. So the idea is the further away the politician is from me, the less control I want them to have over me. And the closer I get to my sphere of influence, the more socialist and even communist I am all the way down to my friends, my friends, family, and my church. See the difference? When it comes to my church, I will gladly, freely sacrifice my money. When it comes to 
Washington, D.C.? No, no, To what Raphael Warnock, he wants us to outsource all of our money and responsibility and love of our fellow man to the federal government through higher taxes. And they'll take care of the widow and orphan for me. That's not how that works. Jesus wanted you to take care of the widow and orphan. He wanted you, you, to do it. Why do we take that and so easily change it to the government? We have a commandment to take care of the widows and orphans. And instead of doing that, we call on the government to come up with some program that doesn't even do a good job of that. And then we raise ta taxes on that guy over there and then pat ourselves on the back for our generosity. See how ridiculous that is? That's not what the Bible says. Raphael knows it. But Slater, what about the rich young ruler? What about the rich young ruler? He wanted to go to heaven. And Jesus said, go and sell everything you have. Sell everything you have. And the man didn't do it. <sighs> rich people don't go to heaven. It wasn't about money. It was about his heart. It was about his idolatry. And that goes back to the first segment we talked about who really are the greedy ones. Is it the Raphael Warnocks who want to take more of your money? Is he the greedy one? No, never. It's me, you, who want to keep their money. Who want to keep your money so that you can help people how you want to help them. What about tithing? Paul in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 9, he said, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. There's nothing in the Bible about force. Nothing in the Bible about force. You want to talk about that Acts 2.44 again, right? That's great, right? Everyone sold everything they had and had in common and helped each other. Wonderful. Not at the point of a gun. Not at the point of a gun. But you go ahead. Don't pay your taxes for a while. See how that goes. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers. And most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. How about the parable of the Good Samaritan? Right, the Samaritan personally helps the man who was beat up, left for dead, and takes him to a nearby inn and then gives the, the innkeeper some money to take care of him and says, hey, if you need any more, uh, next time I'm back, I'll pay you the difference. Why didn't the Samaritan call the local government welfare branch? Pawn it off on someone else. Huh? Charity's better than government. Government is nameless and faceless. It doesn't know what people really need, just gives people money, but it doesn't address the reason why someone's in poverty. The welfare office doesn't address that. It doesn't get to the root, so the root's never resolved. Also, charity's better than uh, welfare because charity adds a dose of shame. You're going to keep begging for money without changing anything in your life? <laughs> shame can be a powerful motivator to change your ways. And, and if you do it right, shame quickly turns into dignity. Dignity that's earned through hard work. 
Charity also has much less fraud, right? When you work at the welfare office, it's very easy to lie and deceive. Uh, the uh, COVID relief money in California, 25% of COVID relief money was fraudulent. It's $33 billion, a billion dollars went to prisoners. COVID unemployment money, a billion dollars went to people in prison. <laughs> there was no charity that went to prisoners for, for unemployment benefits. Also, charity can stop. When stopping the handout is what is needed, it will stop. People sometimes need to hit rock bottom. But welfare keeps people in a churn of dependence. Just enough money to keep their destructive lifestyle going for them and their kids forever. Sometimes people need to hit that rock bottom, but if the welfare check keeps coming, they'll never change their ways. And if I may, the absolute worst part of welfare isn't what it does to the souls of the people who are getting it. It does what it does to the souls of the people who are not giving it. We used to have a much more generous society because the expectation was that we need to give to help people. But now more and more people, generations of people don't even feel that impulse inside anymore. Why would I give any money? The government's just gonna do it for me. So it's the soul of the would-be giver that erodes as well. So everyone loses. Think about that. Think about that. What, what not giving does to you and your soul and how much worse off we all are when we no longer serve others. Oh, Joe Biden will cover it for me. It's not how that works. We should let our light shine before others that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. Or, or we should raise taxes on the rich for more welfare to glorify our Father in DC. Aren't I a wonderful, generous person?